0: So happy to have all of you join us this week for this terrific conversation with Irina Strunina. She is the founder of Smart Move 360, inspired by her own journey through her husband's experience after his diagnosis and following illness with diabetes. She now is passionate about helping patients and their families recognize how lifestyle changes can turn things around and inspire hope rather than resigning themselves to live with this disease. Thanks for joining us. I know you're going to love this episode and check out the show notes for information on how you can connect with the arena and follow her group on Facebook Smart Move 360 and any breaking developments will be updated there for you whenever you tune in. Enjoy. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness instead you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow welcome to happified i'm your host susie vine join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset health and wellness i'm so happy to have you here Welcome back. I'm so happy to have everyone here with us this week while I welcome Irina Strunina. We shared a lot in common in our passion to help people recognize that they can make big changes to their health through lifestyle modifications. And Irina is passionate about helping people who have recently been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. This comes from a very personal mission since she lived this experience when her own husband had this diagnosis. And she did her own research to discover ways to help him feel better without relying only on Western medicine. In the time since, she has created Smart Move 360 to help those facing new diagnoses find a way that will work with their particular situation so they can feel better without dramatic changes in their lifestyle. So she has a couple of events coming up. We are going to talk about those. But first, I would love to welcome Irina. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Hello, Susie. Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me here. I'm happy to be here.
0: I'm happy to have you here, too. I love that virtually now we can meet across country. And Atlanta, Georgia is certainly feeling a little bit more of the fall weather than we are here in San Diego. So tell us a little bit about your own story. How long ago was this experience when your husband had this diagnosis?
1: Well, it was a while ago. So in 2003, he got diagnosed. And uh, then for 12 years, well, literally for 10 years, we were managing more or less his condition. There were ups and downs, but we were able to control it. And um, but then because the di- diabetes is a disease that affects also your immune system, um, he contracted the flu on one of the flu seasons and it really hit him hard. And uh, as a result of it, he had kidney, complica- kidney complications and uh, some other issues that he had. And it's from there in about year and a half, it was like snowball going down the hill real fast. And um, so eventually he passed away. So it was five years ago.
0: So you went through quite a journey since his diagnosis. And it's so true, unfortunately, that in these types of autoimmune disorders, when the body starts to dysfunction, then we're so much more susceptible to little innocuous things. Well, the flu isn't innocuous viruses, especially in this year, we recognize they can have a huge impact. But when the stage has already been set, it can be even more devastating when these things start to affect our body system. So I'm sorry exactly. for that. Process, but I am glad that you found a way to move forward with your mission from that whole experience and bring that out to a wider audience because I really feel we need to be more empowered and recognizing how we can make small changes that have huge effects downline.
1: Absolutely. Yes.
0: So, what were some of the first things that you found? And in 2003, I mean, Google was around, but it was not as robust as it is now. You certainly didn't get to just spend some days online and have everything at your fingertips. So this was quite an education process as well.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And uh, this is actually the reason why I am um, right now offering help to people who were recently diagnosed with diabetes, because I understand those who are so-called veterans, they already had quite a time to learn, to uh, visit with doctors, to explore their body's ability to cope with different irritants and different, you know, food choices, lifestyle choices and everything. They know what works for them, what not. Uh, there is still always plenty to learn. But for those who are new, this is a lot to learn in a very short period of time. If this is just Just generally speaking, but in addition to it, there are so many volunteers who are offering you help. And volunteers are meaning good, but what they do in most of the times, they are bringing confusion because very few are speaking in unison. Most of them, one is talking about one thing, another is talking about another thing, and fourth was talking about the fourth thing. And there are so many points that you got to, address and everybody is feeling that this is the most important thing so the person who is finding themselves under this avalanche of information plus they don't feel well plus they're scared plus they're really sometimes disappointed mad uh, depressed in denial anything it's very hard to navigate and people, you know, this is the life changes in in one doctor's visit. You walk into the office, you do have your uh, results from your tests. You know that you didn't feel well. You have a suspicion that something is wrong, but you more or less holding yourself together. And then doctor is telling you, yep, all results, everything is proving that you have diabetes. And this is like End of the life, and people leaving the room as a different person, and they suddenly feel everything, and they suddenly feel everything like under the magnetizing glass, and it's it's hard to handle. And uh, a good good uh, situation if you have a you know family member, your partner, or I don't know maybe your kids, maybe your parents who will be supporting you and and helping you. But help is needed when it's asked for. So sometimes all I need is just let me talk it out Don't try to feed me with a spoon or sometimes vice versa. Uh, Give me just give me something to eat because, you know, I don't want to do anything, but I know that I need to eat. So if you have a partner who is working with you, this is a good situation. But very often people, A, don't have a partner. B, partner doesn't understand what you're talking about or busy with what they're doing or sick with their own sicknesses. And, and there is also a situation when you just don't want to share with anybody.'t you, you kind of have a partner, but you don't want to to show your weaknesses to, to you know whatever. So this is what I am about. I, I, I recognize all these issues because I've been through it. <laughs> and uh, I had a husband who was in denial, who didn't want to talk about it. I still don't know if if he learned about it more than doctor said. I mean, we would go to the doctor's office. I would go with him every time because I I needed education too. And I was luckily in a position to to be able to go with him and maybe uh, give doctor my observation of what is going on because it's hard to see the picture when you're in a frame. So I could see what is happening to him, but he maybe will not notice it. And um, this is something that I lived through, and I know that there are some people like that out there, and this is what my the entire program is. I'm taking people from diagnosis. We'll go through the analysis where they are. We'll find out what is happening. How do they feel? What do they know? Because this is very important to know what is that disease about how do you where do you find this information if you have any information and then from there we will be building up and uh, making sure that creating new habits it's it's a process it takes time and if the if it, it requires to break yourself completely change yourself completely it's a struggle and when it's struggle it's often tends don't stick it, it you know you going back to what you were. So it has to be gradual. It has to be more or less natural. And uh, you you have to learn to, to live with it and enjoy it and, and be happy that you have it. I'm talking about the habits. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about the habits. But I just recently heard somebody said that diabetes is not the diagnosis. It's a blessing because that condition that you find yourself forces yourself to change your bad habits to start living with the healthy habits and then you get your diagnosis under control you may reverse it so you don't have any effects from this disease and you live a healthy life you are more productive you are happier you good you're better looking and everything is better so depends how you look at it it may be diagnosis. It's definitely not a sentence, and it may be a blessing. I
0: think there's so many things I want to come back around and unpack in that. But first and foremost, a mindset and the way that we frame things is so important Because just as you say, this can be the wake-up call that lets you change the trajectory of your life. Because if it wasn't this diagnosis of diabetes, it could have been heart disease. It could have been something else. It could have been something that, air quotes, lay dormant until an event happened that can be impossible to recover from. So this warning light, it can be a yellow light instead of a red light. It doesn't mean it's the end-of-life as you know it, per se, it's that opportunity to change your habits, to take a closer look and to discover what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Um, exactly. I, I also think um, what you were saying about the gamut of emotions is so important because, and I've heard this year, as we're going through this experience of living with COVID, and and covid fatigue you know it's almost like we go through the process the perhaps seven stages of grief right denial, recognition, mourning, you know, all of those are natural process of reckoning with a new situation. And they aren't linear, we're going to move through it, we're going to come back, we're going to have a good day and a bad day, we're going to feel hopeless, we're going to feel empowered. And we need to give ourselves the space and the people that we love need to find a way to give ourselves that space so that we can move through it. Because when we stuff our emotions, that just adds to the load that we're carrying. So that doesn't really help anybody. And the third thing that I wanted to come back around to is what you said about everyone wants to help. We're very helping people <laughs> on the whole. And we think that our ideas are the best ideas. And the thing that we just heard about is the most important, most correct, most you know relevant information. And we push all of this on someone who their cup is already... Overflowing, They don't have room for as well meaning as that support is. It can be re- just as you said, confusing, overwhelming, you know, it can really set them off and, and even move people to not being open with you because they're afraid of that input when they can't handle it. It's hard enough, just as you lived, to be in the position of being the spouse, the partner, the caregiver, when you're trying to encourage someone to step into this new lifestyle and recognize that this is just an opportunity. It sounds a little optimistic, a little Pollyanna, but you can shift your perspective to see it as an opportunity to transform your health as opposed to a term, you know, a sentence, as as you said also. And so I I think it's so important that people just recognize that if someone you love or care about has a diagnosis like this, offering your support and being present is huge. Always recommend it. Ask how you can support, but don't charge in with all the answers, everything, you know, at the front, sit back and see how you can show up and support the person you care about rather than overwhelming and being part of this that tends to send people kind of into seclusion, they tend to isolate themselves and throw the baby out with the bathwater to to use another old term. So it can be really overwhelming. So I love that you are in this position now after living this experience to help the families, but it seems most importantly, you really want to be able to connect with the person who's received this diagnosis and help them recognize the opportunities that they can find here.
1: Yes. Well, you see, I am kind of positioning my myself into into I don't know phases. Uh, one phase is y- yes, uh, you already have the diagnosis. You need help to navigate through this ocean of information and and everything that is available that you find on the internet. We just spoke about about people, but Left alone the Facebook, the internet, and all this, how much information is there? Again, very controversial. Everything is not everything aligned with another. So you have to understand what exactly is good for you, because something that is good for one is not good for another. So this is one my uh, kind of the service that I'm offering. I am I'm here to serve, I'm here to help. But the other one, and I think Probably the most important one is the importance of self-care so you could avoid this situation altogether because this is a lifestyle disease, lifestyle diagnosis, along with the high blood pressure, along with cardiovascular diseases, along with obesity. These are all lifestyle diseases that can be avoided. And I am a big advocate for Active lifestyle, mindful eating, food selection, food choices. And that's my other um, face that I I like to show up with. These are my morning shows I about with. You know, this is the prevention.
0: Terrific. Yes, you can um find Irina on her Facebook page Smart Move 360 and she is going live every day. She has been consistent since we went into this new lifestyle of 2020. Since March she's been going live daily. So if you want to get little doses of inspiration and insights, I highly recommend and we're going to have the link to her Smart Move 360 page in the show notes so you can follow her there. And she also has an offer, a standing offer, but currently is really trying to connect with people with these recent diagnoses to get a broader point of view, to do a bit of market research, but to see where people are, what they are experiencing in order to really address the situation and offer the most supportive tools. So you can also connect with her through her Facebook page to book a free strategy session, or to just, you know, lend your own experience and information so that she can, as I'm saying, kind of aggregate and offer a more robust service. Because this is such a widespread situation. And just as you were saying, Irina, about the lifestyle, I'm passionate about how stress affects people. And people are tuned into emotional stress. And it can also lay the foundation for diabetes. Cortisol messes with our blood sugar balance, which leads to that insulin resistance, which sets the stage. And our environment has a huge impact because the chemicals that we are experiencing in our environment, in our lifestyle, in our homes, in our cleaning products, again, start to undermine our overall health so that these types of diseases, conditions can take root. And so it's so important to to recognize that through lifestyle change, through changing our perception and the way that we approach things, through changing the way that we handle our stress, through changing the way that we shop (laughs) and stock our cabinets and pantries, we can make big differences. And so too, I also wanted to talk about uh, something that you've been offering going on a couple of times this year, and where you're going to share again your pantry challenge. Can you tell us about that?
1: yes this is this is a fun activity that uh I came up with, and I think this is a useful it was useful for me <laughs> because you see uh we were stuck in a house for six months already, and for six months we were um most of us for some of us were eating from home of course there were still takeouts there were some different drive throughs but uh, for those of us who were staying in a house, cooking what we have in the house, and uh, just in case shopping and uh, supplying ourselves with different snacks and stuff, because, you know, before I had to drive, and when I drive, I... Sometimes snack, but most of the times I just drive. But when you are sitting, you have this extra 40 minutes that you used to drive. And uh, you were sitting all the time. Well, might as well just have a snack. So the amount of snacks in in our pantry is is very big now. And uh, so I thought that it will be a good idea with changing the season uh, to go through what we have to see what we can use and what shouldn't be there, to verify how much uh, of what we have, maybe something has to be replenished and some something has to be thrown away. And also, while we're doing that, to learn about what we have. So we learn a little bit about reading the labels. We learn a little bit about fruits and veggies and different ways of keeping them and a little bit about oils and the different, dry food so what is usually now, our pantries we are discussing finding um i have a little kind of challenge homeworks they're very simple they're fun i hope so <laughs> and uh and i also showed uh different ways how you could uh, store your supplies so it will be easy for you to find it and uh and also know how much you have of it so this is the challenge, and yeah, and it's uh, just a quick video in the morning, then the homework, and then the live session in the evening, so we could discuss the findings of the day.
0: Terrific, and I really love these um, opportunities to take a little bit of a deep dive without drowning in information, and just every day, smart, you know, actionable, attainable time-sensitive goals. These smart goals are what move us forward. You know, when we give ourselves an assignment, I'm gonna get all the junk out of my pantry. We put it off until we have a day, a whole day to devote to putting it, you know, getting that task accomplished. And we're very good at putting that off again and again and again. And I used to work with people to help them declutter and downsize their homes. And I would suggest to them when I met them right up front, just give yourself 30 minutes a day, an hour a day. If you're on a roll and you don't want to stop, then that's terrific. But schedule these little installments to make upgrades and it will be much more achievable. And it won't be such a chore to make these changes. But just as you say, once you get the junk out of the pantry, once you see everything that you have there and you're storing whole healthier foods in a way that's going to keep them, longer and more easily available, it's a total game changer. You know, you change the way that you shop, you stop bringing these things into the house, and it's a little easier to resist, right? You're not always ignoring the potato chips or the cookies on the shelf.
1: Exactly.
0: So so that will also, people can connect with you through your Facebook page to learn more about the challenge, right?
1: Yes. On my Smart Move 360, there will be a link. To, because it's a special group. I don't want to everybody to be flooded with our exercises, but you could go there, register for the challenge, and uh, we'll meet there and we'll do the activities.
0: Excellent. I have a cabinet uh, makeover that I do occasionally myself to tackle those cleaning products that we tend to let accumulate under the cabinet. Mm-hmm. So I, I really love breaking that down into smaller installments so that people will actually take action and get things done. So I think that's terrific. Yep. And so what else would you like to share with us? Um, I touched briefly earlier about how stress can impact our health and perhaps set the stage for diabetes. Is there a way that you love to address stress yourself?
1: Well, uh, when we're talking about myself, I personally am I used to be an athlete, so I used to do the cross-country skiing back in Russia, and um, in Atlanta, it's very hard to, to do the cross-country skiing. There is no snow. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to find the alternatives, and alternative was really jogging or walking, and I have a group of friends. We meet regularly, and we do the walking, and uh, with this, uh, my new chapter that I started on the 26th of March this every weekday uh, I would come uh, outside and do my walk and I do my talk uh, it's just very short uh, little speeches updates what's going on here in Atlanta and I'm wearing my Fitbit and I'm also I have on a phone the application that called sweatcoin so Sweatcoin was very fast. They reacted on quarantine. And what Sweatcoin is, you walk, it counts your steps outside, and it transfers it into the Sweat coins. And with those Sweat coins that you accumulate, you could buy something. I mean the can of tennis balls, maybe a one-month subscription for audiobooks, uh, or something like that course if you're a marathon runner you could actually even win or buy purchase for yourself a ski vacation because you you're making much more steps than than the regular person so how did they react uh they switched well they added one enhancement 20 minutes boost so in te- instead of you say you made two thousand steps, instead of counting two thousand steps, they will count four thousand steps. So you can just forget it all together. But for me, it was hey, twenty minutes I can do. So since then, I am walking every day twenty minutes, and I am encouraging every. And this is what doctors are recommending. Not the major activities where you have to, you know, kill yourself. It's great once in a while if you're an athlete, but for everyday activities, you don't need to do much, but you need to do something. And 20 minutes is a good increment of time. Plus you gain a little bit of sweat coins (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you could get something out of it well what i did so far i was just donating those sweat coins to different fundraisers and crowdfundings and stuff like that so there is also an opportunity like this but um this is what i think and plus in addition to keeping blood running through your body delivering oxygen to your brain promoting the uh, hormones of happiness all these activities it's uh, when you did some exercise especially in the morning not necessarily strong exercise but 20 minutes of activities a you start your morning you already did something and you're proud that you did put your sneakers on you went out you did 20 minutes and this is a good thing so it brings your mood up not from the chemicals perspective but just just you know this is another thing to check out on your uh, plan for the day so you're already up here and when you're in a good mood it's much easier to attack the next challenge that you may be having during the daytime so and it helps you to stay with a smile through the day and see the good things in, in you know what are surrounding you because they are there maybe they're hidden maybe you have to force yourself to see them but they're there and when you are already your chin is up you you see them easier so um, this is about the the mood control and about the stress control the way how i do it for myself
0: I love it. That's one of my favorite tips. I think it's so important to embrace the exercise that you enjoy doing and not psych yourself out thinking you're just not up to the level of being a major athlete. Start where you are, start with 10 minutes a day, build to 20 minutes a day. And that's exactly the kind of exercise that breaks that cycle of stress, lifts your mood. And just like you say, you've got that feeling of accomplishment right out of the gate first thing in the morning. So it's such a powerful exercise. And I'm excited to hear about the sweat core app. I'm going to check that out. (laughs) I love it. I've been collecting fitness apps, and that one I had not come across. But even more so, I mean, first, you can choose prizes after you reach certain milestones, but to be able to give back and support charities or crowdfunding projects, that's tremendous. So I'm excited to share that one too. Thanks for that.
1: Great tip.
0: Thank you so much, Irina. It's been such a treat to spend time with you today. I'm so glad that you joined us.
1: Well, I, as I said, I'm, I'm happy uh, to meet with you and then spreading a good, good information around. So this is, this is all good. Thank you.
0: Oh, it is absolutely my pleasure. I love to share some time and space and help good people doing good work, reach more people. So thank you for joining me. Wishing you all the best. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in today. Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit happifiedlife.com. And if you found value in today's episode, make sure you subscribe to catch the next one and leave a review to help fellow pod surfers find Happified. Until next time, keep on shining.